clave. Suena el bombón. Ando tumbado que el ritmo lo pongo yo. Pops and the Rings. Pops Well, hey everybody, it's uh, Pops and the Rican Show, and uh, still, I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I know things have changed over uh, the last couple of weeks in a lot of places, but uh, I'm still Pops. You're pretty, and I'm the Rican. And that makes us Pops and, and the Rican. Yes. yes. So, uh, we are hanging out here at Brickhouse Coffee in Greenwood, Indiana. Yeah. Brickhouse Coffee, by the way, best coffee in the universe. Uh, I haven't tried all of the coffee in the entire universe, but I'm uh, I'm willing to. So uh, we've been around. So I'm hoping that if I keep saying it's the best coffee in the universe, somebody will challenge me on that and say, "Okay, we're going to send you to you know to Saturn to to try it." And I'll be like, "Okay, well, uh, we're like we're like hot and chewy." There we go. Let's let's. So am I? Am I, am I, am I? Am I Han? Then is that what you're saying? Nope. Well, yeah. Nope. That's no. It's hard to tell. I think it's in the movies. It's hard to tell. How about this? How about this? Okay. I'm Juan and Chewy. Oh, I see what you did there. Oh, oh, oh you. You are so sneaky. You are so sneaky. Although Chewy is actually another nickname for Hispanic. I knew I knew a Chewy in high school. So. Well, it, it, it's hard to tell in the movie how old Chewy might actually be. He could be. He could be much think, older than I Han. I think someone who's whoever is listening to this podcast is probably going to correct us so they can leave a comment. On well, that channel to say, hey, yeah. Chewie was actually 300 and some odd years old. And well, I was like, spot on. That's so Dennis Chewie right there. That might be true. And uh, depending on on what time of the day you get a hold of me and how much uh, caffeine I've had, that's pretty much what I sound like first that's thing exactly in the morning. Like. Get away. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Uh, but anyway, we are here at Brickhouse and. Uh, and, and it still, as far as I'm concerned, is the best uh, best coffee yep. ever. Mm-hmm. Although today, I've got to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I do. I, I, I can I can say that I do have a little bit of uh, of the coffee in my in my drink. Mm-hmm. They convinced me to try their dirty chai. Yes. So that's a chai tea with a shot of espresso. Yes. So I'm getting. Uh, I still get the the espresso. I'm still getting the coffee, uh, which my system would probably revolt if I didn't. And then, uh, and now I'm trying the that chai tea, which uh, up to this point I'm thinking uh, you, you use the word tea. And it's, it's that's not coffee, right? And you want to walk away from that, but actually, it's very good. And, they, and, the, and then they made it, and I said, okay, I'll give it a try. And let me just say, if you're uh, if you're looking for a really good drink uh, and you want to try something completely different, yeah, come in and ask for the dirty chai. Or, or if you're, you know, if you if you don't want that much caffeine, I suppose you could go with just a plain old chai. It's it's going to probably taste pretty good, but uh, it won't have the the necessary it, it, nectar. Of it won't the have gods, the yeah. It won't, it won't have the godly nectar of uh, that extra <laughs> pump of caffeine. So uh, go for the dirty chai. Right. But yeah. So uh, even even now I can say, hey, not only are they the best coffee. Mm-hmm. In the universe, mm-hmm. but they do a pretty mean, uh, dirty tea. Yeah. So, so that's now I'm, and now you're yeah, tea? You so I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw that out there as well. So it's good stuff. So uh, anyway, what what uh, what's uh, what Steve been up to lately? Man, really, just I like what is going on with Gutty's Gumbo. Um, I like the fact that. There are other comedians that are we're networking with, and that has been like really refreshing to, to start to get to understand and know the 
a heartbeat of comedy here in, in Indy. Like, I've been at, been at uh, Crackers and Jokers and meeting the other comics has just been really cool to, to yeah. connect with. And I've I've been uh, I've been trying to get out to some of the open mics that are being run around the area. Uh, uh, went to uh, Friday Funny Funny Friday Funny Friday Funny Friday I guess what he calls it. Funny Fridays at uh, at Vern's. And uh, let me tell you, if you're looking for an adventure, uh, that's the, the, you should probably check that out because okay. yeah, Vern's is right on the uh, the corner of East Washington and. Uh, and Keystone, it's okay. right, right over there, and and, and uh, so at at eight o'clock at night, uh, uh, particularly on a Friday night, yeah. uh, that, that's a that's a wonderful part of Indy to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'll just leave it there, because because I don't want anybody from, sure from the, I don't want anybody I don't want anybody from the near from the near east side coming after me or something. But uh, yeah, it's a that's good, yeah. man. But awesome. yeah, we. Been getting out and, and getting to see some of those uh, other comics that's been fun, yeah. but to, to get to see comics that are stepping up saying, okay, we understand you've been, you know, Pops, you're the old guy that keeps hammering on this. If you can work clean, you yeah. can work anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and, and for them to step up and come to the Gutty's Gumbo yeah. variety show and keep their comedy family friendly, clean. Uh, and they're starting to see the benefit of what that does for their writing, and uh, and so it's exciting. Which is good. It's a good. It's good. But also, um, here's what I'm. I'm coming. I'm. This is my challenge. My challenge. Uh, ever since I moved over here and stepping into the comedy thing, number one, my challenge now is trying to figure out how to write to different crowds. Okay. Okay. Because for me, I had the, I had the, the privilege to be able to create or to be able to perform in, in Waukegan, right, in Illinois, and so that was my that's my home base, and I had success there. Um, people knew me as a comic, and I was doing shows, and I and I was confident with the material that I was writing, and it was working. Yeah. So, so I had that first great success so it was a high right so I had a really great high there but then I dropped and it dropped because of certain personal reasons and then all of a sudden I jumped back back in when I jumped back in I real, realized that number one the time frame and two there's a whole it's, it's a whole different world now as far as where, where I was at then I was just married and now I have a whole family and so it's like a whole different new thing but then when I went into the comedy scene as far as here in Indy jumped into the, the open mics just saw what was going on the crowds weren't reacting the way they yeah the way I, I assume and I think that's what's important now is we can talk about Assuming, rather than assuming uh, that you know, okay, this joke is going to carry, you know, it's going to it's going to make people laugh, and then yeah. it doesn't. What do you do at, when you when you need to write to a different crowd? Because yeah. what I notice is that, and then I notice that it's it's just different. Yeah, I think there are some things that are situationally funny, meaning that if you if you're in the right crowd yeah. and you give and you use a joke. It's gonna hit because that crowd is gonna be right there with you. But if you move that to a different situation, and that joke may not hit as strong because the audience doesn't have the same framework or the same mindset to understand how funny that is. That's such such a challenge because the difference between because I was talking to my wife about this too is that there are some there's some phrases and the way I talk is different. Yeah. And so when I say a certain phrase, I'm not expecting the large um, connection because it's like this is not something. This is not the way you talk. All right. You know what I mean? And then when you go to another place where you know it does relate and yeah. it pulls, um, there's a bigger reaction when you can connect that way. So the trick now, or at least the challenge for me now, is to write where I can make it universal. How do you make it universal where any room? Because I think um, 
I remember talking to um, Ray, Ray Henson, and he was like, put me in any room, and I'll, and I'll, you know, I, I can adjust to anything. And I'm like, that's that's great. Yeah, it's, a, it's a talent. It, it's a talent or, or it's a honed skill mm. that uh, to, to really be able to transcend generational differences, right. transcend right. regional differences, right. transcend... Uh, socioeconomic differences, all those things that come into play in, yeah. in terms of getting to know an audience and being able to to identify when you walk into a room and, and you do the quick uh, survey of the room, identify, okay, who's in this room and what am I going to need to alter, mm-hmm. not alter the joke, right. but alter the delivery. See, that's the challenge. To, to, to yeah. alter the delivery, that's interesting. Because, even, I mean, for example, if we throw where, like, you're doing the set, and then all of a sudden you look to the right, and there's these little kids in the set, or, or your joke, your bit, and you're like, oh, man, this, they're not going to get this one bit. How do I, you know, just transition in that? And that's where the, the talent yeah. and gift comes in? Or does well, that, is that more just trying to prepare for that? Well, without breaking kind of your, doing in the prep of writing your comedy and, and, and preparing your bit yeah. um, a lot of times I'll take a bit and I'll kind of pull the, the layers back a little bit and say okay if I'm doing this bit in front of a much older crowd yeah. what references can I use in, in this bit because you know if, if, I'm, if I'm making reference I might the bit will work yeah. If I refer to something, make a reference to something that happened, in, you know, in the '60s, mm-hmm. and that crowd might really hit with it. Mm-hmm. But then, if I'm doing something where uh, you know I've got a bunch of uh, high school students yeah. in, in the room, yeah. uh, they're not going to get the reference right. from from the '60s. So yeah. you got to kind of figure out, okay. And so it's a process of kind of staying in touch with. Uh, you know, what's what's happening now? What are they going to realize? Because you know, I've got a bit that I used to do, and uh, and I would talk. I would refer to Scooby Doo, and for for years, Scooby Doo played across generations, right? Because it's because it lasted universal. it Everybody lasted knows. for a long time, yeah. and then they've come out with the the updated. Scooby Doo's, which uh, you know, okay, but they're keeping they're, it alive, so it's relevant. But there are some people now that, because their parental units didn't like the new Scooby Doo, because yeah. it was oh, they tainted our great Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah. You know, they they made it they different, Weirdo, and, yeah. and so they're not exposing. They they weren't exposing their kids to the new Scooby Doo. And so now there's there's parts of a generation that when you say something about Scooby Doo, they kind of look at you and they go, Ooh, "I don't know who that is." So I I think I've heard about like, that. Way like, should I Google that right yeah. now or something? And and so <laughs> you, it's again, you've got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. It's not that the joke isn't funny. Your reference needs to be updated. Okay. You know. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, well, here, we, okay. we we were talking uh, when we were talking about uh, taking the pops and the Rican show and and something that, that we can let our ri- listeners know that we're uh, we're in the process of uh, putting some work together with uh, with our good friends at uh, Joker's Live downtown Indianapolis yeah. to uh, occasionally once a month once uh, every couple of months however we haven't really worked out all those details but we're working on it to where we're going to have. Uh, a live show right, right. where we're recording the the pops and the Rican show. We're doing our interviews with our guests, and and then our guests will do some some comedy and what. We're right. working on that right now. Well, while we were talking with uh, with Ike down at uh, at Joker's, uh, you know, he brought up uh, something about uh, what was what's what's the 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 uh, Cardi B. Car- Carly, Carly Car- B. Cardi B. Oh, Cardi, Car- Carly B. <laughs> and, and, I see where, yeah, I see where it's going. And so, so you, you would know, be rocking Cardi B on your phone. Like yeah. your ringtone would be a Cardi B song. And 
So it's it's one of those things where okay, even if and 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 I I, I make it sound like I didn't know who she was, uh, right? Because mostly because I didn't. Uh, no, uh, but you know I uh, getting to know okay what what references will really hit in a generation so that I can then make the connection so that the joke is still as strong as it always has been or all, you know, as it should be with the proper reference. Okay. And so keeping fresh in references uh, and holding on to old references so yeah. that when you're in the crowd of old people, you know, you get somebody my generation or older yeah. uh, and you walk in and, and, and you start referring to Car- Carly B, you know, it's like, uh, who, who's Carly B, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, and that's what causes it because obviously there's a there is a uh, what is the word um, it's not juxtaposition is it where you're because because of your generation versus what's the word where it's completely opposite oh they're incongruent incongruent yes yeah. so you're pretty like that's where what causes the funny is because the fact that you're yeah you know so and yeah but in, in terms of what you were asking about in terms of how do you write to a crowd how do you write yeah. to a particular crowd yeah um like, I think just, just, my, my challenge, my pushback to you would yeah. be write your material so that it's true to your point of view okay. and it's true to, to, the, to your core of who you are. What's, what is it that you're going to be passionate enough to, 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 to throw out there? But in that process then, be willing to look at where do I need to step back from, from my own current understanding to find current references and approach to certain topics that will connect so it transcends all of those generational differences. You're talking Japanese to me right now. Dude. It sounds good, <laughs> but when you get when you get down to writing, I, to remember to remember all of that, bro, it's kind of like, okay, so I got to make sure that I, I... What I'm getting out of this is the fact, okay, I got to just stay real. Be honest and be, be me, right? Right. Whether... I guess where, where I get hung up on is when you know a joke hits and it doesn't hit, it hurts. Oh. Because <laughs> you're yeah, like, you're so confident, right? Your confidence is too, through the roof. You're like, I noticed what killed. I had the whole room dying on this one. And then you, you, you just deliver that bad boy and they're looking at you like, that's all you got? Yeah. And you're like, what? That's like a swift kick in the face. Yeah. Oh, and it's... I, I can't say that you'll ever and it's not you'll ever find a way to get past right. that kick in the face. Well, what, here's the thing: is all these comics that are headlining, they got past that. They have to. Well, not not necessarily. Because hmm. uh, the thing is, if you're they, getting booked and you're hot, right? You're, they, you're, you're pretty much an. You're like, man, I did shows in in this place, in that place, that city, in this city, in this city. Yeah. And it's like, all right, good night, man. It was great having you. It's like because they. Oh, yeah. that. Well, and what you what you will find out if you go and, and visit with some of those comics, They're probably like I had some really good and, garbage. And you're shows. like, okay, uh, in the last five shows you've done, yeah. have you had any moments yeah. where where you're like, okay, this is a killer bit. I know this is going to just slay the audience, yeah, yeah. and you got crickets. Has that ever happened? And they're gonna go. Oh yeah, that happens. So you kind of, you know, yeah, okay. But the difference is, yeah. the ones that that can move on past that yeah. relatively with ease. It, you know, the pain is still there for them. They still have the the punch in the throat feeling. Yeah. But the big difference is, they trust they trust the material that. The material wasn't the situ- the, the, the material wasn't the problem in that set in that setting. It was it was a a connection between the audience and the material mm-hmm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, uh, so then the- it's you know the ones the ones that you're talking about that you know they're booked continuously and yeah. and and you look at them and you say man they're really kicking it they've got to be the best at identifying every audience and all. Not, necess- not okay, necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah, they're the ones that that when they have something that doesn't connect. Yeah. 
they don't they don't walk off stage and go, well, throw that out because right. it doesn't work anymore. Work. Sure. They know, okay, that worked. We, we were just in Toledo and it worked. Yeah. We were just in Cleveland and it worked. Yeah. And now we're in Michigan and it didn't. Someplace in between, the connection just didn't happen. got lost. So you can ask yourself, is there something I could have done to please the, the Michiganians, the Michiganites? Uh, what do yeah. they call themselves in Michigan? I don't know. The, the, the weird people. Um, <laughs> I know. I used to live in Michigan for a little while, too. Saginaw, Michigan. Anyway. Oh, Saginaw. Saginaw. Oh. And Grand see, Rapids. See, I was uh, I, I lived in, in Ann Arbor for a bit. And then uh, I, I uh, got moved up to... Uh, <laughs> that's a long time ago, and I can't remember where I went after that's that. That's fine. But, so then if but we go back to what All I'm mean. saying is... <laughs> You, you you step back with that bit yeah. and you ask yourself, okay, the bit works. Right. What didn't I do to translate it into this region or this audience? You know? Okay, so now and, can that be with And even ask yourself the question, easy. does it really matter if I can if, if if I'm back in that same exact situation? Yeah. Does it really is it that important for me to spend a lot of time thinking about translating that one bit when the rest of the show hit solid that one bit that you were pretty confident about didn't you got to you got to be willing to say yes yeah i trust that my material is so hilarious yeah. that it's going to hit and there are going to be times when the audiences don't understand yeah. or don't don't follow how how I feel about it, and I'm okay with them not getting that bit as long as I'm giving them something else to laugh at. Yeah, okay. Because, it's again, I go back to my philosophy of comedy. It's about me giving as many opportunities for the audience to laugh and enjoy the laughter. Okay. So if I throw something out yeah. and that one bit doesn't work for yeah. them, yeah. okay, that didn't work. Yeah. It's still a funny bit. Yeah. It doesn't change. Yeah. But now, I want to make sure that I'm providing something that's going to give them the opportunity. They might have missed that one opportunity, but yeah. I want to do other things to get them involved. And so, if I'm concerned, yeah. not, I'm, I'm never concerned if I've got one bit that I'm completely sold on, and I believe in that much, yeah. and it doesn't hit with an audience, that one bit doesn't hit, yeah. I'm, not, I'm less concerned about that than if I get out there and I'm hitting everything in stride and I get nothing for an entire that set. Next, that was my next thing. If your entire set is is is, is missing, then, then you're writing. You got to you got to go back and do a lot of effort to, to learn. Okay, what was it about? What did I miss about connecting with this audience? But what if that five minute set was so strong that they were joke after joke that was really good, and it's not not just one specific joke or one little chunk. But the fact that your whole set now is like, man, every time I go up to do the set, it just seems like it's flopping. So well, does that does that generally mean okay? I need to just go back and write. Yeah, if it's if that happens every place you go out, you think oh, okay. In my mind, this is hilarious. It's yeah, great. That's what I'm saying. But when you get up in front of a live audience and, and the audience it disagrees, it doesn't really matter how funny you think it is then it's not if the audience isn't getting if you're okay. not giving them reasons to laugh even even after you had success with that joke yeah oh definitely right. if, so if, you had a success with the joke and you're coming up okay now I got a good solid set that I'm going to go ahead and do and then as you're doing it nope 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 and you're like wait a minute re- I know this so then, it's then about rearranging then you got to go back and you go okay <laughs> The joke, the, this joke works really well. Yeah. The entire set didn't. If I have, let's just say I'm doing a five-minute set, yeah. and in that five-minute set, I've got 20 jokes. Right. And those 20 jokes, let's just hypothetically say, 18 out of the 20 typically get a pretty DC, good, yeah. a pretty good positive response. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you put them all together as a five-minute chunk. And you're going in and you're doing a five-minute set and you're going, hey, I got a tight five, I'm ready to roll in, and you get nothing, then maybe you need to rearrange the jokes that you know work or find a better way to connect the jokes together so that the audience follows that. Um, 
that isn't to me it isn't a it isn't an issue of is the is the the material funny mm-hmm. because if you've gotten good response from a joke yeah. in front of live audiences consistently other places yeah and now all of a sudden you you're putting that joke together with something that's that's not making the connection mm-hmm. you're you are causing in the placement of the material you're causing the disconnect okay so you know, find my, my find uh, what it is about rearranging the material mm-hmm. to make it operate mm-hmm. and make it flow. See, that's that's my problem here, man. My problem is I feel like I'm there's different levels. Right now, my level is it was it was it was it was refreshing to to, to come to the real, realization that okay, I started off like on top and I had a good time doing that, but then the reality is it's not it's not. It is not universal. Like I could feel comfortable going back home, right? And being myself and be like, "This is my home," and just set it off, right? But if I if I decide, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm gonna go to these open mics and I'm just gonna slay them. I just don't think that it will it will travel. So here I am in that place where I'm only good at home, mm-hmm. right? That's that's like the level I'm at. I feel like I'm only good if I'm at home. Which is another challenge too, because I haven't been back. Though. Yeah, but you might go home and, and then be like, "Whoa, Whoa they garbage. think I, they think yeah, I saw exactly." And then it's like, "Okay, that, man, I should that stop." Hurts. But anyways, yeah. I feel like there's different. Those are the different levels that you know comedians kind of have to get past. Yeah. Well, and so I, it's that. It's that. It's that. Okay, so if I come in. Right here, I am in Greenwood. We're gonna do this show tonight, right in Greenwood, and I'm doing Gutty's Gumbo, and I just come out with the same stuff, and it just feels like you guys are not—you're not following me, you're not flowing with me, and it's not their fault. But to have to write to the specific crowd and understanding the crowds, knowing the crowd and reading the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like when we were at uh, Joker's and we were watching um, Smitty B and uh, Eric, yeah, right. The energy was crazy. They were being just themselves. Right. Right? And the crowd, obviously, were mixed. It wasn't like, no. you know. Well, so well, you, again, there, some of that is, is the psychological aspect of embracing who you are uh, as a person. Being confident in that. Right. And just being confident. Because from the moment that I met them yeah when smitty when yeah, smitty was, became was, when, he, when he came walking was, in yeah there was this it was literally connect. It was there was this connection that that he in his confidence he said hey we're going to be friends yeah yeah and you're going to like me yeah so i mean it was just he had that just oozing because he he was so likable right and the same thing she was the same way yeah, that too yep. eric you know just they it was just it was super comfortable just, and it was chill. We went right into it. Was it was like, oh, cool. we we just met, but we've known each other forever. Right. We it, went to different schools like that, together. Right, exactly. So you know we, we know each other. Right, right. So um, that immediate connection is what you and she did say that in the podcast too. It's like you want to make that first thirteen seconds to connect with the crowd. Yeah. Because then at any time after that, it's kind of like okay, we're in this together. You guys accept. You know, it's like. One of the things that I've seen uh, some comics, in fact, uh, Tim Hawkins, who uh, some of our listeners may know about Tim Hawkins, yeah. some some may not. Yeah. Uh, Tim Hawkins, uh, a, a Christian comedian, yeah. does a lot of church events and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Hilarious guy, yeah. very creative. Yeah. Uh, his his mind Talented runs. Like crazy. His, his mind his mind night. runs a billion miles an hour, yeah. and and I can't even get up to uh, two miles an hour, <laughs> no. but. One of the things that, and the reason I bring up Tim, he's he is uh, the, the consummate professional when it comes to this. He walks into any room, and he can, yeah, and he finds yeah, things. It works, and he's able to. He finds things that. in that room right. that he's going to use. Yeah. That the audience, if they haven't noticed it, he's going to point it out. Right. But he's going to he's going to make a universal connection with what the audience. Right, he's going right. to make that universal connection with the audience. Okay. In that very quick moment, yeah. by noticing something in the room and using it for his advantage to, to develop that connection, because that connection with an audience is critical. It's, it really is. Uh, 
when then you have the differences between the audience and then you have the between something very intimate like what we're doing here in, in, in the coffee house. Yeah. Because this is super intimate. It's like a smaller venue, you know, we're connecting really close to everybody. And yeah. So it's a little different dynamic than going up on a stage and being free on that stage because you know, you know, you got that freedom. Yeah. At least for me. And there's a, well, there's a big, there's a freedom in being on a stage in, a, in you know, in a, in a bigger venue where there's that less of a fear than you're staring right at me and you want me to tell you jokes. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and I think that's where having, again, having the the foresight mm-hmm. to walk into any room whether you're going to go in with you've got a room of 20 individuals yeah. that are going to be there uh, which you know the, the crowd here at Brick House on a Saturday night will range anywhere from 20 to 40 right. so 50 I, don't think, I don't know if we've had 50 uh, I haven't counted mm-hmm. uh, but you walk in and you go okay small intimate setting yeah you still want to connect with those 20 to 50 people right. the same way you do if you're walking into an auditorium that has 1,500 people. Right. Um, <clears throat> now, the connecting points may be completely different connections, but to build that that universal point where everybody in the room is now focused on, okay, we are all here, yeah. we're all the same here. Yeah, yeah. The, fact, the fact that that Steve is Puerto Rican, yeah, and and he's up there with an old fat guy that's you know, yeah, uh, Chewy, yeah, thanks. Uh, Han is still, uh, you know, Juan. he's oh, 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 Juan. yeah. See, I got to go back to my, I got to go back to my German classes and learn how to do that Juan stuff. Uh, Juan Solito, and uh, <laughs> but it's again, it's it is important for you to. To find a way, yeah. Whether it's like using a, a Tim Hawkins approach of let's let's Check find room, let's find something it. in the room and yeah. use that, or something it, in somebody's um, act or something that made everybody yeah. kind of like whoa, and then you can write on that something. Some, you know, but you're finding a, that universal connecting point where everybody in the room is all going to come together yeah. in agreement. Oh yeah, we all noticed that, and now we're all going to. Spend because that all, was the obvious elephant in the room. Is just yeah, we are all it. in the same exact spot yeah. at the same exact time. Yeah. There is unity here. Yeah, yeah. Now, you, you're not guaranteed to keep that unity as soon as you start dishing out jokes. Right, you know, right. uh, best way to test the unity in the room is to get up and tell a political joke, uh, and, then you know. and, and just watch the watch <laughs> the room scatter. <laughs> the you know. air gets sucked but, out of the room. Nah, but. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it is important to find that connecting point, whether it's again whether it's something in the room that you you trigger off of, or you're going making a reference to something that happened, uh, you know. Okay, I'll, I'll use an example of something that uh, is probably overused right now, but here in the Indianapolis area, you want to find a central meeting point for everybody. Mm-hmm. Go into a room and say, you know, something about a pothole. Pothole. Roundabouts. Because everybody has had issues yeah. with, with a pothole yeah. Yeah. on the yeah, way to the like show. Facebook um, and, right. and again, you know, the the roundabouts are a big thing in, in central Indiana. You know, they're, 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 they're. To do that? Is it hacky to do that? Well, like I say, Which if. Is another thing, too, if, about being a hack. If you're finding. Something that's going to bring people together on the on a central thought. Make it fresh. Make it yours. Give them some. Give them your point of view on it. Okay, so then so you're bringing take on it, you. My point of view, okay, let's talk. Let's talk about. Pot, let's talk about potholes. Yeah, you yeah. know, let's bring it up now. Everybody has. Okay, we've all experienced potholes. That's right. We're all in that central location now. Yeah, yeah. You may have people showing up at that central location going. Oh God! Another hack go. wanting to talk about potholes. Right. What are we going to do about that? Right. Um, you got to win them, right? Yeah. So, in that case, if you know there are a bunch of hacks out there talking about potholes, and uh, you know they they don't have a fresh take on it or something, they're just they're just trying to bring people to that. Let's talk about potholes. Yeah. Who likes them? Anybody? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you jokes. Well, okay. Yeah, that kind of hurts. But. 
if you've got a fresh take on it or you've got an insight, you've got a you've got a, a, a point of view point of view that is is unique to you that's yeah. gonna take them and, and show them a different way of thinking about potholes, roundabouts, whatever it might be. Then is that considered necessarily considered hack? No, if you're bringing a fresh point of view, then you're not hack. Okay, so what's hack is when you know? Oh, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed uh, the potholes. Yeah, it's 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 just it's just like going through the, you know dating or you, you it's it's just like uh, meeting your girlfriend's family for the first time you know okay those those things like, yeah. those things have those those viewpoints yeah. the like, the perspective about so it generic are are they've been done they've been, they've been overdone that's when you consider okay that's a bit hackish okay but you know if uh, hey I'm I'm glad you guys made it to the show tonight uh, this is the first show we've ever had in Beirut Right, right. Okay. Okay. So, now so, yeah. all of a sudden, you took the topic of, or the subject of yeah, you know, and and, some and and you're you're taking it someplace where they haven't heard sixteen hundred other comics talk about potholes. I get what you're saying because the other day I saw a video clip of um, just an overweight guy riding on a bike and his crack was showing, and I was like, and I drove by, I drove by him. And um, I took a video of it, and then my point was this. Man, he's a creepy old... Look, I said, this dude was riding his bike, and I was like, does he know? Can he feel that air coming through, right? And so then I took a video of it, and I said, they need to do something about these potholes. And in the end. So that was my take. And that is, again, it's a fresh take on an overdone topic. Right. Just because the topic has been overdone so many times doesn't mean you can't use it as that central connecting point to bring you together with an audience that they don't know you, you don't know them, but now all of a sudden you're on the same page because they're like, okay, okay we all can identify, yeah. we can all identify yeah. with the pothole issues, yeah. now we've got a unique take <laughs> and uh, you know, never have I thought, oh, uh, we need a slogan to get rid of these potholes. Say no to crack. Uh, you know, so it's you know there's there's so many, but you you take again you take a central theme that might have been overdone and hackish in a lot of places, but to use that gathering point is bringing an audience together into one central thought, and you're going to then take them on a journey they didn't expect to go on. Yeah. Especially when you bring them something that's fresh and unique, mm-hmm. they're going to want to travel on that journey with you. If you get up and you bring up potholes, yeah, and you bring up and you give them hack, and you give them mundane, overdone material, they're going to say, "Thanks, but we'll stay right here." They, well, they'll we'll, check out immediately, we'll, right? Yeah, we like, we'll wait for the next bus. That's kind of like how I feel too. Like if I if I know it's okay, it's, it's very hacky stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of sign out. But I'm different because we're comics, so it's different. But but it's kind of like where the crowd kind of goes. Okay, more, it's more of a sympathy sigh, maybe more like uh, yeah, get through the set. Because I'm always worried about me being a hack versus that. And I think it's anybody. But here's here's what I will say. If any comic is concerned about being a hack, yeah. Go back and ask yourself, is this my personal perspective? Is this my personal way of thinking? Is this something that is, you know... Personally, it really just customizes me. Do I I have this, or am I taking... Am I taking the the pedestrian approach Mm. and just picking up castaways from others you know oh somebody dropped this punchline somebody dropped this funny and I picked it up along the way and now I'm carrying those around and I'm just going to pass those things out to me that's hack it's um, because if you're just coming in with what you I know you your personality I was at an open mic uh, just recently and I won't say which one uh, but I was at an open mic recently and uh, a guy got up and he has charisma. He's yeah. got 
you know, the personality that that he could Little be. Of a stage presence, he could, yeah. But he was he was using street joke. He, you know, he may have twisted it a little bit to try to make it sound a little bit yeah. fresher, but it was still kind of an old joke. Or uh, and and he did uh, a couple of bits that you know you you've either seen on video or seen on TV. Yeah. Some comedians do or whatever. And then all of a sudden, because he had so much of that together, yeah. I began to question. As a, as as a comic in the back of the room, I began to question. Okay, does he realize how much of a hack he sounds like? He may not to intend his intention right. may not to right. be to do that. Because you don't really know. But he comes off very hackish because it it's it's a very apparent to to us in the back of the room that he's been picking up castaways along the way, and now he's trying to he's trying to recreate a a set of funny. From other people's stuff, and you know, so Interesting. to me, there's a big difference between finding yourself joking about something that is very similar to another comic's mm-hmm. material mm-hmm. because there's nothing new under the sun. That's true. We all have stuff that Same we, type we of particularly particularly comics the way we write the way we think we yeah. see something we hear something we're going to make it funny yeah you know for instance uh, we've talked about Michael Jr. Yeah. Um, I started doing a bit a while back and, and I, I don't do it anymore mm-hmm. but I started doing this bit about how uh, you know I, I went into uh, went into a fast food restaurant and uh, a little punk behind the counter comes up and, and, and uh, she said Oh, sorry about your weight. Uh, yeah, I know this one you're because he's got and, that big And I, you know, and with that, I reacted to it like I'm, I'm, I'm rubbing my stomach. Oh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm trying to lose some weight, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow, you know. Right. Uh, and then I re- responded to her, well, you know, uh, the good news is I can go on a diet. Uh, you got at least 10 more years of pimples. Good luck getting a date to the prom. Yeah. You know, and, and so I, I did that. Joke yeah. and, and it, it got pretty good laughs. Yeah. And then I don't know. It was months later. Um, I'm watching uh, Thou Shalt Laugh. Oh, he's on there. And and Michael Jr.'s on there, and he does his bit that I had never seen him do until that video came out. And I'm like, okay, those two jokes are so similar. Right. But not you have a not because not because Michael Jr. stole my joke or I stole so Michael Jr.'s joke. Yeah. It's just the way the comics think. Yeah. So in that moment, yeah. I said to myself, "Okay, the jokes are pretty similar. Right. The premise is pretty much the same premise. Right. The the punchline of off the premise was a little bit different. Yeah. I could have said, well." I had that before I ever knew he did that, so I'm going to continue to. But no, I looked at it and I go, okay, guess what? Between Michael Jr. and me, yeah. who's got the who's got the bigger audience, the bigger following, <laughs> right and, now, and, yeah. and 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 yeah. more exposure? Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. going to leave that joke alone <laughs> because I don't want people going, "Wow, Tooley's a big hack because yeah. he stole right. that joke." So, you know. But this is the rule that uh, once it you know it's recorded and it's live, it's kind of like. Really don't. There's nothing you can really do. Right. Well. But you're not going to change. It's not like it's verbatim. Right. Because that's always been the thing. Anyways. And just because somebody, you know, there, there's a lot of questions that people have. Okay, so if you record a set, if you do a DVD, or yeah, whatever, yeah. Do, you, do you have to write all new material? That's another thing that that's and, that's every and single that's, new comedian that's out there. It's actually all the the big heads up. That's why they got like four or five Netflix specials. Yeah. It's because they get rid of their whole material once it's recorded, and they go back and write a whole and there new are, hour. There are different that's, viewpoints on it. Yeah. Um, and my response to that is, you know, are you happy delivering material that you've delivered a hundred times before? Even if it's a different audience or whatever, are you still are you still happy delivering that material? Are you still are you still feeling like you're giving high quality laughs away as a comedian to do that? In that case, go ahead and use some of that material. But if you go in and you're like, oh god, I got to get up and do this same old show yeah, one yeah. more time, yeah. 
I'm so bored with it. Well, that's going to that's going to be in your delivery to the audience, and you're not giving them your, the best is. for your laughs. Well, some of so, them say that. Some of them like uh, Tom Segura is one of my favorite comics too, and um, he's like, you know, once once they're done with the whole set, with the whole hour, he doesn't want to do it anymore. And and I think that's the same same idea yeah. is the fact that then it's going to reflect on that because they got to the point where they gotten so good at it that. Um, they're able to, like, when they get to certain places, they, they're calling the jokes out. Hey, do this joke. Do this yeah. joke. So they're like, okay, we've gotten past that. And they're at that level, man, where they're just pumping out these hour... But at the same at the same time, I also, I also agree with this mindset that you're going to provide something for the audience. Yeah. And if, if an audience shows up, and they're expecting to hear you. Yeah. They've they've seen it on video, but they've never experienced it live. And they want to hear and they want to see you do joke. this yeah. bit. One bit. Yeah. That's tough. It's not again. It's it's not about you and your boredom. It's about the audience and giving them a reason to laugh. That's true. So, but if you're so completely bored with it that your your delivery sucks, then you're really not giving your best for the audience. Uh, that's an interesting and, and I think that's, I think that's a bigger point than should I do this joke just because they've heard it before. That's a good well, point because if you want to, let's say, you're going to go see, you know, well, that's a, I was going to say Prince, but you can't see Prince. But if you were, but you know, at the time, you, you, your favorite, your favorite, you know, um, artist, you're going to go see a concert, right? You're, you're expecting the songs. Okay? Yeah. The ones that were like, the ones that you love. Yeah. And if you don't get those, it's kind of like, okay, you're doing new music. And it used to be like that. You go see your, your, your favorite band, right? And you're like, all right, cool. And they start off, they open up with a new song. And you're like, what is that? Uh, whatever. And then they go through it. Okay, second yeah. song, whatever. And then, then they hit an oldie. You're like, all right, cool. Yeah. But it's like, for comedians, it's, it seems like it's different because we're, we're so into, or at least it's portrayed this way professional comedians now who are pumping out these one hour long um, Netflix specials Yeah. that the standard now because you know you got you got the NBA then you got you know, the college and then you got high school right and if you want to be in the NBA you gotta be at a certain level right so it's like the same same it seems like it's the same setup where you, in order for you to be successful right or at, at least um working and, and having a high you have to pump out these specials man and they're just pumping out one after the other right which is fascinating but at the same time it's like wow how do you find time you have to go to these clubs right and you have to test out every single joke that's in there to get that out and after like maybe this first or second i'm sure they're probably like i already know how jokes uh, or how i want to approach these certain this certain idea of a of an album, um, so I know what works. You know, right. So they can they can churn it faster after their first or second one. Yeah. Which is well, just fascinating. It's again, there's there's part of that that when you when you write all the time. Yeah. Right. When it's your thing, I get it. When, when, when you, you write you it, all yeah, the time, it yeah. becomes easier. Yeah, that's true. To churn out. To be honest with you, that's true. Because if you're not if you're not in the environment, like. I've noticed that too. When I was at Jokers and we went to live shows, I'm coming home inspired and oh, just yeah. being like, "Oh man, I want to write this. I want this." And then, um, like going to these open mics, it's like the next thing. Oh man, I want to write. I want to get up there and write. So it's like the more you expose yourself to it, yeah. So that you're right because they can do it every single day and now not it, even worry about it. I don't know that just because. Um, I'm in the environment more, and uh, so I'm starting to write again. I'm starting to write more yeah, yeah. Uh, on a more consistent basis. Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to turn out an hour of material every six months. Right. Uh, but uh, I have, I've got some new stuff that, yeah. as I'm looking at it, quite honestly, um, I could, I could put together. Uh, well, I haven't timed it out, but mm-hmm. I know I could I could put together a, a, a probably a, a forty-five minute 
DVD mm-hmm. of new material mm-hmm. since I recorded my last DVD. Now, so you have that in file. You have yeah. that work. So, so I've been, again, I've been churning new material out, and yeah. I'm doing it in different shows and different places, and that I haven't done it necessarily as a brand new show. Right, but it's still. But I could, yeah. and I could take all that material, and I could, I would, again, you'd have to develop some segues and some pieces, and you'd have to polish it and put it together in a way that people are going to follow. And, oh, that's all. But. <laughs> But in the in that process, yeah. I could do that because I'm writing more now than I was for a while. Uh, there was a time uh, when I just kind of got comfortable with okay, because I, because I was doing a lot of corporate events and I knew I wasn't going to see the same audience. Right. So, you so just push they, that you know, you know it, it's going to be fresh to them. Entertain them. Yep. So my focus wasn't hey I got to find something fresh for them. My focus was okay I got to go in. And give them the. This audience has to have the best show they've ever seen, mm-hmm. and so I've got to be that comfortable and confident with the material that I'm delivering. Yeah. Even if I'm getting a little bit bored with it, I got to do that. Okay, um, and then you know I, I I credit my son for kind of jump starting my creativity and, and my flow with this because when he said, "Hey, Dad, uh, I'm gonna drop out of college." And I'm gonna become a comic. I'm like, oh, my my son's gonna become a comedian. Now all the stuff that I've been kind of talking about, uh, okay, I was talking the talk, but now it's time to walk the walk. It's time to actually do what I've said. And so, in order for me to kind of challenge him, you need to be writing all the time. Take notes. You yeah. got to you got to come up with you know notice things and that kind of stuff. You're like, dang! And, now you're and convicted. so. Now I'm like, okay, I can't just talk about it because my son is going to show me up because he's out there writing hilarious stuff and making his way. And he's then, making a name for himself right and now. Then, and then people are going to be like, uh, what you, so what's, uh, <laughs> what's going on with your pops? Uh, is he still alive? Is he doing anything? So you want so okay. So this is pushing you to. It, it kind of challenged me to get back into the yeah. into the whole writing thing. Yeah. And then you and I, uh, we connected to do the pops and the Rican show, and we've been gutties. We do, uh, we do yeah, 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 all the stuff that we're doing. Yeah. Is kind Same of it, it's pushing me again. Yeah. To to write and to to come up with material. Uh, not so much again. Not so much that I'm I'm trying to come up with a you know. A 45-minute Netflix special or an hour-long Netflix special, but I want to provide something fresh and new for the audiences, whether they've ever seen me before or not. I want to try and come up with something different for them. And so that's you know, uh, it's again, it comes back to that when you're writing, it's easier to come up with new stuff because your mind is just watching for. The, the little things that society and, and the world gives to you. Mm. You see funny things every day. It's whether you're paying attention and making notice of that or not. Or even taking the time to, yeah, yeah. to make, yeah, I got you. So, you take down and write it. if you slow down long enough to notice the funny, take notes about the funny, and then share it with others, it's out there. Mm. You know, you just got to pay attention. So, like I will say, so last been- night... Last night, at the, I went to an open mic, and uh, I'll be honest, there were moments that were just absolutely great. There were moments that I was like, "Man, this is painful." Yeah. I, I think I, I, you know, I think I'd rather eat shard glass. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and you know, but there were moments, and one of the best things, a guy that. Uh, from what I understand, it was his second time getting up to, to do comedy. Well, then, yeah. And his, he, he had some stuff that was, because it was his second time, he had some stuff that was just a fresh perspective of things. Uh, he's, an, oh, okay. a, he's an African-American guy. Yeah. Uh, gets up and, and, <laughs> and he's, he's talking about, uh, you know, February is, uh, what is it, uh, black? Black History Month. History month. Like, yeah, yeah, Black History Month. Yeah. Uh, he, he gets up and he says, you know, uh, February is Black History Month. And, and uh, uh, I, I think everybody should adopt a black man. 
okay. for for at least a week, <laughs> and and it just that the, the, the premise of where did the adoption the, come from? You know, I don't know, but it was just for me <laughs> as I'm sitting as I'm sitting there, his 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 whole premise of hey, it's Black History Month. I think everybody should adopt a black man. Because here, here's <laughs> that that was that was one of those startling what? statements of okay, whoa, that was unexpected. But then his his the the, the real punch was even funnier when he was like, everybody should address everybody should adopt a black man. I was like, okay, that's that's unique and funny. And then he followed it up with for a week. <laughs> I was like. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I didn't realize adopting was was like like short term things. You know, ah, uh, yeah, I wanna, I'd like to adopt a baby, um, but I only want the baby for like uh, four and a half hours. I'm not gonna need it after that. Or the thing you is, know, that's not the first thing I think about when I think about Black History Month. Well, no, adoption. No. It's, it's, again, it was just that's it, funny. And, and so that is odd. when. That is odd. I walked away last night, and I said, and I, and I, I, I said to him, I said, uh, "This is only your second time." He goes, "Yeah." I said, "You've got lines that ma- you got some you got lines that made my premises. night. Yeah. It, in fact, probably made my month with some of the, the funny things that you, that you had." Yeah. He goes, "Well, thanks. I appreciate that." But, but just yeah. the just that simple approach of taking something that is out there, yeah. and he had a, a fresh look at it. It was just so. If you're paying attention, you can find the funny. You just have to f- figure out, okay, what direction am I going to get the audience to go with me on this? But and that, that was just that was just pure thing. brilliance, as far as I was concerned, <laughs> for a guy who's only been on stage twice to do comedy. Yeah, to do that, yeah. And I and I told him, I said, well, I hope you continue to write, and I hope you continue to come get on stage yeah. because I think it's it was hilarious, and I want to see more. I feel like if I. Because I have this this way about thinking about, I overthink a lot of things. Because I, I took the, when I first started writing, I was just so free, right? I was just like, I'm writing this, I'm writing this, I'm going to talk about this. And there was just this freedom. But then when I, when I came in contact with other comics who had opinions and different, you know, different takes on th- certain things. And then I started reading books and they were like, well, you should take this approach, you should take that approach. I completely like clouded the freedom of writing. Yeah. You know, where it's like this, this funny, fresh. Yeah. You, know, you get to a place, you, uh, what's the phrase? Uh, analysis or paralysis through analysis. Yeah. You get so busy trying to learn that, okay, what are some Bro. of the techniques? What are some of the different approaches? Bro. And you get all that. Uh, it's what I refer to is right you get into this high fog factor yeah. where your brain gets so fogged up Man. with everything you're trying to. Yeah. Does this does this work? Does it exactly? And I'm not and, having fun at all. And so you're just wandering around in the fog instead of coming back to. Well, anytime you're reading about comedy, about writing, about stage presence, stage performance, whatever. Yeah. Read those books. Right, but don't get, but don't read them as a how-to approach. Mm-hmm. Read them and say, okay, what in this will work for me? Mm-hmm. And okay, if I read a book and there's one piece yeah. that I walk away and go, okay, this works for me. I'm going to take and I'm going to make notes of that, and I'm going to give that book away or throw it away. Because I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back to reread that the, all of the crap that isn't going to work for me. Mm. Makes sense. And I don't really care. Well, you mean, know, what if you miss something that you could use? As well, well, just go back to it. There will be more books. Man, dude. There will be more articles. There will be more people giving speeches. There will be more podcasts like the Pops and the Rican Show, right, where Pop so sits here and just rambles on and Wait, on. Listen, listen. So, no, it's all good. I got you. Find what works for you. Yeah. And, and grab a hold of it and take it and use it. And the rest of it, don't get hung up on, oh, I was listening to the Pops and the Rican show, and that Pops said something so weird. And it's, it, something I, about I should, being adopted for a week. I should try to remember hmm. all that he says, yeah. even though none of it except for one thing makes sense for me to use. Don't, yeah. don't, you know... 
who who cares if yeah. who cares if there's something in a book that might eventually become something you need when you read it the first time you got something that gave you yeah whether whether it's hey this will work for me or I don't know if that will work, but it charged my thinking to to move towards the way that I think will work for me. Mm-hmm. At least it's helping. Mm-hmm. So read the books, read yeah. the articles, yeah. listen to the podcast, yeah. but find out in the middle of all that yeah. what's yeah. going to be best for you, yeah. what's going to challenge you to move forward in in your approach and in, in your attempt to fulfill goals and aspirations. So. Uh, have we have we rambled on long enough I think today? We're good. I think we did good, man. Yeah, well. Some good stuff. Good points. So with your big ring. Anyway, <laughs> looking like the Godfather a bit. Well, kiss the ring. Uh, for those who are, are <laughs> listening to the podcast, uh, I I have uh, I've been involved with uh, a. Uh, Dude, that looks old. And yeah, <laughs> minor league football. Uh, team here in Indianapolis yeah. or in the Indianapolis area, the Marion County Crusaders. Uh, I do the announcing for their, their home games and I'm involved with some of their uh, front office stuff. And tonight, later on, after the recording of this podcast, uh, I've got a meeting with the, the team and we're looking at uh, bringing on some new players and whatnot. So I'm wearing my championship. I'm wearing my championship ring because uh, the Crusaders won <laughs> The championship last year. So I've got my out. championship ring, and and Steve is making fun of me because he's jealous. He doesn't get the bling because uh, he ain't got the ring. So oh, okay, Liberace. Uh, well, uh, wait till you hear me play the piano. Sing, bro. Uh, no, Sing. I'm gonna play the piano. So yeah, anyway, so uh, real quick uh, before we end the podcast, yep. I, I do want to mention a couple of things that yeah. are that are coming up around the corner. Let's do it. Uh, we still have every Saturday night yep. uh, at Brickhouse Coffee. Yep. Which did I mention? We're at Brickhouse Coffee right now, recording. Right now. Yeah, right this now. is where we are. Great coffee uh, in the universe. But we have uh, uh, we every Saturday night from six o'clock to eight o'clock. Yep. yep. That's Eastern time for, for any of you uh, yeah. Yeah. left coast people yep. uh, that want to come into the, to, to the show. Yep. Come on over. Yep. We'll take you. Uh, come to this side of the pond. Yep. Um, come hang out. Anyway, uh, every Saturday night we've got the uh, the Gutty's Gumbo variety show yep. going on. Yep. That's, which, that's a good which, thing. Which you can go online to gutty'scomedyclub.com and you can actually sign up if you're interested. You can sign up. There's a sign-up sheet for Gutty's Gumbo too as well. So if you're if you're a comedian wanting to get get some stage time, yep. uh, you can sign up at uh, gutty'scomedyclub.com. Yep. Um, if you're a musician and you want to get some stage time, same place. Uh, sign up there. Yep. If uh, if you're a poet and you want to get up and do poetry, hey. uh, you can sign up at uh, somebody else likes poets.com. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Come on. Spoken no. word. Spoken word. Oh man, uh, they, bring the good stuff. You you've done a couple of shows with that uh, in, in the past that were out, that I was part of where. Uh, you, and I don't remember the poet's name, but Her you had Jordan. Jordan. Yep. Yeah, I do remember the. I remember yep. that name. Like you mentioned, yep. but man, that kid was, uh, was super talented. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if if you're like Jordan and you got the spoken word and you want to come out and share come some of the, you want to share some of the wisdom and uh, uh, just drop some come some, come over and drop some, some lines. Yeah. Uh, sign up at uh, I like it. at Club dot com. Get yes. us get signed up and and we'll uh, work out the time and get you booked on the show. Um, but yeah, there there is that, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, I want I want to make mention uh, that we still have spots available for the one night event that we are doing for the World Series of yes. Comedy. Yep. So we're hosting um, the Gutties is hosting that. Gutties is hosting an event at the uh, at Christie's Off Broadway Theater yep. in Shelbyville. Yeah. Uh, coming up in April, and so if you're interested and you want to get into get involved in, in, in a chance to. Move farther in the World Series of Comedy. Network, network, You can network. sign up yeah. uh, for the one night event, yep. and you can find that information at gutty'scomedy.com, gutty'scomedyclub.com. To find all that information, and uh, we still have spots available for that. So uh, sign up for that. Yep. Come be a part of that one night event. The winners of the one night event gets uh, get a, a direct run to the regional. Uh, showcase thing that over at uh, Wiley's. Wiley's Comedy uh, Club, Club yeah. in in Dayton, Ohio. Yep. And uh, so come be a part of the World Series of Comedy. Yep. Uh, get started on the one night event at our place at Gutty's Comedy. Yep. 
uh, Gettys Comedy Club, and then uh, we'll see what we can do to help you get moving farther along on that. So, They're rolling, man. And, uh, and we're hoping to get the, the guy that, that, that started the World Series of Comedy and kind of runs that. Uh, we're, we're hoping to get him uh, on board uh, for get an interview show, yeah. here on the, uh, the Pops and the Rican show yep. so we can get more information and help people understand that, that whole process of, of being part of the World Series of Comedy. Great idea yeah. of, of just helping people with their comedy Man, get, and the get better. I'm telling you, the yeah. network is crazy because you got other clubs that are going to be there represented too as well, and other comics. So yeah. you definitely, if you're if you're all about the cl- the comedy game, you got to be there. So, well, uh, I think that pretty much covers. Do you have any, anything else coming up in March? Oh, and well, yeah, in March, uh, I'll be gone uh, for uh, a couple of weeks, so we probably will uh, we'll probably record. Uh, Get a couple of, a couple of uh, pops and Rican shows ahead of time, so that we can still so we can still do them. Because uh, I fly out on uh, on March 16th, I'm flying out to LA, uh, where I'm uh, going on the MS Cruisers. It's all about MS, uh, right? That's the, be that MS the West the West Coast cruise with MS Cruisers. Yes. And uh, so I'll be going the 16th through the 24th doing that. And uh, I'd awesome. like to tell you I'm going to think about everybody, all of our listeners, and that. While I'm on the cruise, uh, chances are it's not gonna happen. I, I'm I won't. Uh, I'll <laughs> cool. be I'll be too busy having fun. But uh, no, that's that's coming up in, in March. I, I do I, I will say uh, throughout the whole month of March. Yeah. Uh, you'll hear me say a lot during the uh, Gutty's Gumbo Variety Shows, yeah. any of any of the events that we're doing in the month of March. You'll hear me talk about multiple sclerosis because it's MS Awareness Month. And I want to let people know uh, more about the disease and how, what you can do to, to help generate funds to find a cure for MS. Uh, as a person who was diagnosed with MS in 2003, uh, I'm hoping and praying for a cure every day. And so if somebody says, uh, what can I do? I'll point you in the direction of several great organizations that are helping people with MS and we'll keep pushing forward to uh, and you to, also to, have the Warriors Way podcast, right? The, the Warriors Way podcast yeah. is an, it's all Look, about people people with MS or it, it, it's it's kind of designed for because there are other chronic illnesses like MS that a lot of the truths that we talk about on the Warriors Way podcast mm-hmm. it, it applies whether you have MS or Crohn's or whatever, uh, whatever you might have, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. So yeah, good. but uh, hopefully uh, you'll. Uh, you will have a fantastic uh, week. Hopefully, you'll have a fantastic uh, the remainder of this month, which, what is that, a day and a half? Uh, you have the best day and a half possible. Woo! Exactly. Uh, but uh, we thank you for coming in and, and uh, taking time out of your day to be part of the Pops and the Rican show. Uh, please share the show with others. Subscribe. If you already haven't subscribed, please uh, subscribe yep. and uh, follow us on Facebook. Yep. Uh, don't follow us home because that's kind of creepy. Uh, but yeah, please uh, share share the pops and the Rican with everybody that you that you know that might be interested in learning a little bit more about the life of comedy here yeah. in uh, in Central Indiana and uh, well the world in general. Yeah. So with that, uh, I'm Pops and I'm the Rican, and this has been the Pops and the Rican show. Suena el bombo, I'm a tumbao, que ritmo lo pongo Pops and the Rings. Pops and the Rings. Look at this dude. Look at the top of his head. Look at his lips! Pops and Pops and Pops.